If you have been influenced by patriarchal views of the world, in which to be considered good, a woman needs to be seen as meek, modest, subdued, quiet, invisible, helpless, or delicate, then if you have qualities such as brilliant, brave, creative, outgoing, radiant, strong, vocal, ambitious, flamboyant, you will most likely feel uneasy sharing those qualities out loud with others. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach. I am devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation communicate consciously and transform their lives and relationships. And today, I'm so excited to answer two beautiful questions I received about communication with women. As you may know, if you've been following the Language Alchemy podcast, I announced last month that every third week of each month, I'll be answering your communication questions on the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm grateful you're here and now you know that you can send me your communication question. Listen to the end and I'll tell you where to send your question. It's super easy. Now, without further ado, I'd like to answer the first question. The first question comes from May from California. May said, thank you so much for podcast 85 on how we talk about women. It made me think a lot. You mentioned a story using the B word to talk about another woman. Why would we need to drop the B word to refer to women? Isn't the B word a fun and empowering word to talk about women? Aren't we reclaiming the B word for ourselves? Oh, May, I love your question. Your question lets me know that you are aware that when we speak, the language we use has power. It has the power to heal and connect, and it also has the power to hurt and destroy. Think about one word, what your question is about. Now, one word can be so powerful. One word can bring connection, love, divisiveness, hatred. The possibilities are infinite. Now, certain words, especially words to label members of our human family or words that put members of our human family into categories, oh, those words, those words are loaded with all kinds of power. And when it comes to these words, it's useful to be mindful of how we are using them. What I'm going to give you, May, as I answer your question is part of my life's mission. With my answer, I would like to help you raise your awareness about how you're using this loaded term, the B word, so that you can make an educated and conscious decision about whether this word is in alignment with your values or not. You get to decide. So let's explore the use of the B word to refer to women. Is it a devaluing term? Is it a term that we need to reclaim? 
So let me first differentiate between fund term, term to reclaim, and a devaluing term. When we use fun words, we all relax. The giver and the receiver relax in the enjoyment of humor. When we use a term to reclaim, the term can only be reclaimed by the group who used it first to identify themselves with that term. And then that term was later used in a derogatory way. Now, what about a devaluing term? Well, let me share the characteristics that all devaluing terms have. First of all, devaluing terms usually describe a particular group of human beings as subhuman or as non-human animals. Devaluing terms have a negative connotation. They elicit disdain, contempt, disrespect, and the desire for disconnection from that group, as in, I don't want to be close or connected or associated with that group or that person from that group. And so because of the contempt, disrespect, and disdain, the person or the group of people who are receiving the term, they are not relaxed. In fact, devaluing terms are offensive and they're intentionally used as an insult. They perpetuate a hierarchical paradigm in which some members of our human family are seen as superior and others as inferior. Devaluing terms allow those humans who are seen as superior to use these terms jokingly and to get away with disrespecting other precious humans without questioning the impact that the term has. And if these terms are used over time, they serve to justify negative and harmful behaviors towards the group labeled with that devaluing term. Now that you've heard about all the characteristics of devaluing terms, if you do a simple search on Merriam-Webster, the online dictionary, and you look for the definition of the B word, here's what you'll find. The B word, bitch, refers to the female of a dog or some other carnivorous mammal. It's also offensive and informal to refer to a malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman. It's also informal and offensive used as a generalized term of abuse and disparagement for a woman. And it is used to refer to something that is extremely difficult, objectionable, or unpleasant. You can see several of the characteristics of a devaluing term when you look at the definition of the B word. It's about a group of humans, women. It refers to this group as subhuman or animals, female dog. It's negative. It elicits contempt. It has an offensive intention and impact. And it's used informally to describe other general situations in a negative way. And now, let's look at the history of this word. The B word has been used in this way since the 15th century in reference to women's sexual behavior, specifically to label a woman as promiscuous or sensual. And this happened at the same time when men were allowed and praised for having sexual behaviors and various partners. However, women were shunned, 
punished and even killed for this kind of behavior. It's very clear that the B word comes from a patriarchal paradigm in which men are seen as superior and women as inferior. What's more, the B word to refer to a man or a boy was and is still used today to label that man or boy as subordinate, weak, or lacking courage, which, according to the patriarchal system, is the role that women should have. When we look at how we use that word today in our 21st century, we see that it's one of the most common curse words in the English language, as in son of a bee. The linguist Deborah Tannen wrote, and I quote, bitch is the most contemptible thing you can say about a woman. And yet it's true, May. Many women are using the B word to refer to assertive, bold, and brave women. But here's the thing. It wasn't women who identified with this word in the first place. So we may be reclaiming something that's not ours. Also, when we look at how the B word is being used in general in our mainstream language, we find phrases such as, you are being a B, or that woman is a basic B, or you have RBF, resting B face, or life is a B. We even use it as a verb when we say, stop being, as in stop whining, stop complaining. And all these meanings have a negative connotation, a connotation that perpetuates sexism and the idea that women should be submissive, simple, that women should smile all the time, that women should look constantly happy, that their value is based on their looks, that women should be agreeable and nice no matter what. I heard on NPR last year, and I apologize for not remembering the name of the black female professor who was being interviewed, who said that using the B word for women is like using the N word for black folks. And she urged us to remove that word from our vocabulary. So, May, now that you have heard all this, I'm curious about your decision. Will you use the B word to refer to women? And how about you listening to this episode right now? Will you use it? I can tell you that personally, because of my values of respect, equality, and equity for all members of our human family, my own choice is not to use the B word to refer to women or other human beings or to refer to a situation or a behavior that I may consider negative. And now let me address the second question. This question comes from Priya from Oregon. Priya says, Hi Alejandra, thank you for addressing language and communication in relationship to women. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. I come from an Indian American family and I was raised with similar ideas and beliefs about women, just like you wrote in your newsletter. And something I started to notice recently is that when I talk about myself, my accomplishments, or my good qualities, 
I immediately downplayed that. I know I feel very proud of my achievements or of who I am as a person. But why isn't that I can't seem to own my own accomplishments or my own good qualities when I talk to other people about myself? Hi, Priya. Thank you so much for your question. And thank you for being on the newsletter. I love that you resonated with what I shared in the newsletter a couple of weeks ago. And for all listeners, I want to let you know that every Wednesday, I send a newsletter with transformative communication tools that you can put into practice right away. And I also share my very personal stories about what I'm working with or what I'm thinking about in terms of my own communication. If you're not on my mailing list, it's very easy to sign up. You just go to languagealchemy.com. Now, Priya, you said that you are aware that you grew up with many ideas and beliefs about women. These ideas and beliefs about women came from your Indian American family and ancestors, as well as from the other layers of cultures that have had an influence on you. Culture can be defined in so many ways, but one definition I really like is that culture is a set of rules that determines which behaviors are allowed and which aren't. Language and culture go hand in hand. Culture continuously shapes language and vice versa. When we are children learning to communicate using language within the influence of our various layers of culture, and when we are learning which behaviors are accepted and which aren't, we internalize both the language, and the set of rules about behaviors. We make them ours. So if you've been raised with beliefs and ideas about women being less than men, or that women have a particular role in the family or society, and your current achievements happen to fall outside of those beliefs and roles, then yes, you are going to feel uncomfortable talking about your accomplishments or you will habitually downplay them. Also, if you have been influenced by patriarchal views of the world, in which to be considered good, a woman needs to be seen as meek, modest, subdued, quiet, invisible, helpless, or delicate, then if you have qualities such as brilliant, brave, creative, outgoing, radiant, strong, vocal, ambitious, flamboyant, you will most likely feel uneasy sharing those qualities out loud with others. And the exception to this might be when you can relax in your body because you sense that you are in a completely safe space. My suggestion to you is that you engage in compassionate inquiry to look into the messages that you've internalized and how they impact your communication. I think it would be very useful for you to uncover how these messages influence your communication in every relationship and in your personal as well as your professional life. And by the way, this is exactly what I do when I help women like you in our transformative communication coaching sessions. You have my information and you can reach out to me. Now, for all of you listening to the episode, if you're becoming aware of communication patterns that aren't helping you 
or your relationships, schedule a communication coaching consultation with me and let's talk about how I can support you so that you can show up in the world as the radiant, compassionate adult that you are. At this moment, our families, our communities, and our world need authentic women who are themselves, who are in their full power, who are embodiments of the precious members of our human family. If you'd like to schedule a consultation with me, simply visit my website, languagealchemy.com, and click on Work With Me. I'll add the link in the show notes. Wow, what a rich Q&A episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And to recap, I answered May's question about whether to drop the B word from our vocabularies when we talk about women. And I also answered Priya's question about downplaying her accomplishments and qualities in conversation with others when she talks about herself. Next month, I'm going to answer your questions about communicating in alignment with your values. Do you have a particular value or principle that you don't know how to communicate well? Then ask me a question and I'd be happy to answer it on the podcast. To submit your question, it's super simple. Just visit languagealchemy.com forward slash podcast question. I will add the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, May and Priya, for your generosity in sending questions. I am sure your questions have helped other listeners. And I also want to thank Shelly, Caroline, Nicole, and Valerie for your emails about how the previous podcast episodes resonated with you. Next week, I'm going to talk about a book that changed my perspective of women forever. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.